Welcome to Reliance's Sunday Sermon. Worship with us at 8, 9.30, or 11 o'clock a.m. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. There's a reminder card, and at the bottom it says, I will commit to fast from, and then you put in social media, uh, TV, uh, I will commit to fast seven days from all food, or I will fast one meal a day, whatever it is. But what we do when we fast is we're not just taking something out of our life, we're putting something into our life as well. So if you're saying, I'm going to fast one meal a day, the time that you would take to eat that meal, instead of eating that meal, you pray and you just sit in the presence of the Lord. Amen? Can you imagine a couple hundred people in this room just sitting in the presence of the Lord this whole week going, Lord, we're not going to do anything until you speak. I mean, can you imagine his heart going, oh, this is what I've always longed for, right? Like the Lord loves that. And so it gives you an opportunity just to quiet your heart, settle your heart, fast from something, whatever it is, social media, whatever it is, write it down and then to press into God's heart. So we guys commit to this with us. Ooh, I, like let's get a lot of yeses. Yes and amen. All right, good. Now you're committed in the sight of God. All right. So um, yeah, do that with us. We're really excited about that. And then um, finally, like I said, um, we're, we're excited about what the Lord is doing in this wing over here. A lot of our uh, uh, students, uh, younger kids ministry will be coming on to this side as well. So if you've been coming and going, man, it's just absolute chaos in that hallway. It is. And so we're going to be spreading them out. And so I hope that you guys are, are with us on that as well. Um, we are going to talk about being a grateful people, not a hateful people, but a grateful people. And so if you're a visitor, it's good to have you today with November upon us. I felt like it was fitting, um, getting ready to go into the holidays, Thanksgiving. You know, we always preach on gratefulness and thankfulness the weekend before Thanksgiving, but some of us need a running start at this thing. Come on. Amen. Like we need a running start at this thing. And so I'm hoping that we're going to kick off this November talking about being a grateful, a thankful people and then head into the holidays to where what happens is, is this doesn't just become something because it's Thanksgiving. This is what we're going to do. Because Christmas is on us, we got to be nice. My prayer is that being a grateful, thankful people will become the rhythm of our life because it's the heart of God for us. Amen. And so we're going to talk about this, and I hope that you're all into this thing. And there's a reason behind this. How many of you guys like to be around complainers all day? Come on. Okay. No hands, right? Here's the thing. The Lord doesn't like to be around complainers either. Did you know that? He doesn't like to be around complainers or grumblers either. And so if we don't necessarily like it, then you know that the heart of God is not that for us either. When we're a, a complaining people, a gr- do you guys know what I'm talking about? of people, a critical people, it is straining and draining. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? It can strain you, hang out with, for the most part, of people that we're drawn to, the kind of people that we want to hang out with, for the most part, are positive people and people, and I'm not talking about, you know, uh, uh, half, half, you know, glasses half empty or half full. I like to hang around people, people who are thankful people, people who are grateful people. I like to hang around people that when you see them, like, you look good today, right? Did you lose some weight? Well, no, I did not, but thank you. Right over the top, like the sun is shining, whatever, right? Like we're not drawn. I'm talking about just normal people in the day just going, they're seeing the norm anymore. It's just not the norm anymore. The norm is that we're typically not like that. You go to work, you get around the water cooler, and you talk about how everything at work stinks, right? How the projects do, and you can't stand that boss and that guy and that person, and here comes Susie, right? Right, whatever. 
Like we're just, we sat there, and if you're a Susie in the room, I'm gonna talk, you, we love you, I don't know. <laughs> but you get around the water cooler and you just complain, and this is, that's the norm in our culture. Why? Because it's a lot more fun, we think, to complain about things. But that's not the heart of God. Think about this, the God of the universe has eight billion people, roughly, that his eyes are on, and he wants his sons and daughters to be full of thankfulness and gratitude. You wanna know what really God loves more than maybe anything else? It's a grateful people. He delights in grateful, thankful hearts. And he's gonna tell us this throughout all of the scriptures. In Psalm 95 two, he says, let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. He's inviting us into his presence, but the way in which we get into his presence is with, everybody say thanksgiving is with thanksgiving. He's inviting us in, but he's saying, if you're gonna come into my presence, you need to do it with thanksgiving. In fact, this was such a big deal in the Old Testament when they would talk about thanksgiving and praise that Nehemiah, do you guys remember Nehemiah? When he was building the wall, Nehemiah, and I think it's Nehemiah 12, something around there, Nehemiah establishes a whole bunch of people who have one job. Do you know what their one job is? to give thanks and praise to the Lord. So now if you can imagine, there's a bunch of people that are hammering on the wall to build the wall, and they're looking over these other jokers, and their job is one thing. We give thanks to the Lord, that's all we do. So what does that look like? We just tell him thank you. <laughs> Who wants that job? Who wants that job? Okay, let's make sure. So Nehemiah establishes a whole bunch of people who just simply have one role, give thanks to the Lord. That's it. This is how important it was to the heart of God. Yet, our natural tendency is to grumble. Our natural tendency is to complain. Our natural tendency is to be critical at times. This is what comes natural. In fact, I'm gonna preach this message and I'm gonna promise you something. I'm gonna preach this message just like I do when we preach on the Beatitudes or love one another, and I'm gonna go home and something in me is gonna get stirred inside of me and I'm gonna complain about my kids, all right? They're gonna wanna eat lunch, apparently, right? So. I'm gonna complain about my kids. I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna complain about something. I'm gonna to go to the gas station. I'm gonna pump gas. I'm gonna look at the price and I'm gonna complain. Amen. Why? Because it's our natural tendency to find something to complain about. It's what we're drawn to. We're drawn to complain. I found that my attitude often reflects more about what I feel about my current state then reflects the kingdom state of mind of how I'm doing. In, in other words, I found that I reflect more of how I'm doing in my current state than I reflect about what Jesus Christ has done in me. He's my security. He's my comfort. He's my peace. And instead of reflecting that, I'm just simply reflecting my current state. I'm irritated. I'm a complaint. You see, grumbling and complaining is actually a big deal to the heart of God because it reveals a heart issue about ourself. In fact, I'll take a step out. I think that grumbling, complaining reveals something inside of us and it actually grieves the Holy Spirit. If the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, and those things are not pouring out of me, then I'm probably living in the spirit of complaining and being critical. And so I'm saying that if the fruit of the Spirit isn't pouring out of me, and that happens a lot, then it's probably because I'm living in a different spirit and it's a complaining spirit, it's not of the Lord. 
Listen to why this is so important, church. I think that that grumbling, complaining reveals a heart issue, and if you boil it all down, it's really an issue of do I believe in God's faithfulness? Do I believe that he's good? Do I believe in his faithfulness? Do I believe that he has me? Do I believe in his, all of his faithfulness? Psalm 136.1 says these words, give thanks to the Lord for he is, he's good. Doesn't see give thanks to the Lord when he's good. Doesn't say give thanks to the Lord if he's good. Doesn't even say give thanks to the Lord if you feel like it from time to time. It says give thanks to the Lord for he is good. The overarching thing of this whole deal is he is good and he is faithful and because of that, I'm a thankful person regardless. So, I think part of the problem is is we don't understand the trap or the snare of the severity of an ungrateful heart. I think we're just like, ah, I complain from time to time, right? Every now and again, I just, yeah, I get caught up and I complain from time to time. Here's the problem. If you were to start in the morning from the moment that you get up and you complain, you know you do, right? I gotta get out of this dang bed, right? Like the moment that you get out of bed, complaint, you could probably have a whole book through the day. You could probably have a whole book You could probably have a whole book. So it's not so much that we don't just have this complaining from time to time. It's that we complain so much that they build on one another. We grumble so much. We can be critical so much that all of a sudden we don't even realize. This is the the trap. This is the snare. 2 Timothy 3, 1 and 2 says, Lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to the parents. What's the next one? What? You're grateful made the list. You're saying that this is so important to you. This is such a trap and a snare that's gonna happen in these days as they approach and get worse and worse and worse that one of the big ones is simply being ungrateful. Romans 1, Paul's gonna tell us something similar to that in Romans 1, 21. He's talking about the downfall of mankind. He's talking about the wickedness of mankind, what we gave ourselves over to, and here's what he says. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they, what? Thankful. They became futile in their thoughts and foolish, and their foolish hearts were darkened. To trade God for the downfall, the wickedness of mankind that steered us away, to trade God for our idols and all these other things that he's going to go on and say. He's saying the two things that really came against us were these two things. God should get his glory. We by God. And all of us are like, yeah, that's a bad thing. We should glorify God. Like, we get that one. God should get his glory. We know that. that's what scripture says. But he actually says it's not just that they didn't glorify God, they didn't thank God. They turned their eyes, they diverted their eyes from simply saying, We are so thankful. We are so grateful for who you are. And so, what you see is this grumbling and this bitterness and this anger and this criticalness in our hearts gets us so focused on ourselves that we lose focus on Jesus. And here's the key. We know that thankfulness is the gate, right? 
Thankfulness is the key to the gate. In Psalm 104, it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Thanks to him and bless his name. Thanksgiving is the gateway into God's kingdom. So if you think about God's gate, all right? So we're entering into God's gate, entering into his presence. He says, here's the key. The key is thanksgiving that unlocks the gate to get into his presence. Do you think it's a big deal to the heart of the Lord? He's saying, if you want to come into my presence, come into my courts, come into my place, come into my house. He says, I'm going to give you the key. And here's the key. It's thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the gateway into God's realm. When we choose thankfulness, what we see is we see things in light of his light and his perspective, and it sharpens us in life. When we see things through our own eyes, it's negative and critical and never good enough. And so there are There are repercussions to how you and I really take this and look at this and go, look, it's not just about complaining from time to time. God has some deep-seated things that we need to look at in our heart. So real quickly, what what steals then thankfulness? What steals gratitude from us? Surely there's something. The first thing is pride. (laughs) Pride steals our thankfulness. Pride steals our gratitude. Here's what pride can look like. I did this. When something good happens to me, when I get my success, I did this. I worked really hard. When I get my bonus, my raise, I did this. I worked hard. When my kids grow up and they just nail it in life, it's because I was an awesome dad, right? Happens. Whose fault is it? Pride issue. It wasn't the Lord. It was I did these things. When something bad happens, whose fault is it? God did this. When something bad happens, they hide in us that says when something goes good, it's because I really worked hard at it. But when something goes bad, it has to be somebody else's fault. So pride can keep us from just saying, Lord, everything that I have and who I am simply is because of you. Number two, a critical spirit and constant complaining keeps us from gratitude. We will always find something to complain about. But we can always find something to be thankful for. Number three, taking things for granted can keep us from a heart of gratitude, taking things for granted. Do you remember the first time, you remember the first time you, you, like you really remember you saw the sunrise? Like I'm just talking driving, I'm just talking like, oh yeah, I know it comes up and goes down. I'm talking the first time you sat down and you saw that sunrise and as the sun was coming up, you were just like, <gasps> right? And then after that moment, you started just you know, going throughout your day and then each day kind of went into each day and each day and all you knew from that moment was the sun comes up, the sun goes down. That's what I know, right? See something and that childlike moment because we took it for granted. Or think about your kids when they see something and that childlike faith for the first time, they see the ocean for the first time like, <gasps> and then you go back to the ocean every year and what do they do? They just complain. We want to go to the mountains or whatever, right? It's because that moment, they they saw it, and then after that, we just simply take it for granted. Or or take people who live in beautiful places, like Kansas, (laughs) or Colorado. We'll say Colorado, whatever, right? Take people who live in beautiful places like Colorado. They live in the mountains, or Montana, or Wyoming. They see these beautiful sceneries, and they have these beautiful places, and you talk to the locals up there, and you're like, you must go out there all the time. You must spend all your time up there. Like, no, man, we've got lives. We're super busy, right? It's because they live there, and so it just becomes something that we take for granted. And so one of the ways that we lose thankfulness, one of the ways that we lose gratitude is we just simply take things for granted now. So pride, that critical spirit, taking things for granted are all ways that steal our gratitude. I love this quote that I read. It says, we would worry less if we praised more. 
Thanksgiving is the enemy. How do we war against discontentment? How do we war against dissatisfaction? Thanksgiving is the enemy of discontent and dissatisfaction. And so today, my challenge is just simply to make the choice for thanksgiving. Rejoice always. Everybody say rejoice always. Say pray without ceasing. Hear what he said. He didn't say in everything that looks good to you, give thanks. He didn't say for being Christians. So here he is. He's going, hey, the second coming, Jesus will come again. He's talking a lot about the second coming to the Thessalonian believers. He's like, Jesus is going to come again. I know you've endured a lot. I know that your family's being killed. In everything, give thanks. How do you think that resonated with them? There was something that had to happen supernaturally in their heart. When Paul's writing this letter, it's not because he was being jest and going, oh, you know, no big deal, what's happening to your families. He's saying, there is one thing that will war against everything that's happening to you, and it's thanksgiving. The enemy cannot take it away from you. You can still find something to be thankful in. So Paul's going, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. Thanksgiving is getting our hearts in alignment with what God is doing. Listen, complaining typically happens when we are more mindful of our problems than we are of God. If you're complaining a lot, this is me, this, I'm preaching the choir right now. If you're complaining a lot, it's probably because I'm more mindful of my problems than I am of God. It's really hard to complain when you're more aware of God's goodness than your problem. Amen, church. Thanks and rejoice always. Do you guys know what the original language of rejoice always is? Rejoice always. So it's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's not deep theological, like what does he really mean by rejoice always? He means rejoice choice. If it came now, he means it. From the very bottom of his heart, he means it, and he means it as it's a choice. If it came naturally, he wouldn't give it to you as a command. He wouldn't have to tell you to rejoice always and in everything give thanks if it came naturally. Because naturally what comes to us is complain always, right? Complain always, and in some things I'm going to give thanks. And so Paul's giving a command to make a choice in everything give thanks. And here's the thing, what that does is it grows our maturity. How many of you guys have ever prayed, Lord, grow me in maturity? Anybody ever pray that? Lord, that's a dangerous prayer, man. Lord, grow me in maturity. And so the Lord goes, all right, I will. I'm going to give you opportunity to be mature, right? So the Lord, we pray that prayer, Lord, grow us into mature believers and that in that growing into mature believers, one of the Lord's heartbeats is that we'd be thankful, grateful people. And so he gives us these opportunities to work that out. So for instance, my truck, uh, my power steering went out, okay? How many of you guys like to drive vehicles without power steering? <laughs> Fun times, right? I'm like 10 point turns just to get in a dang parking lot, all right? So here I am going, I'm complaining. I'm like, can't believe my power steering went out. And I'm, I mean, I'm just going at it, complaining. And the Lord goes, you, you could be in a covered wagon, right? You could be riding your pony, whatever. You've got something that's still getting you from point A to point B pretty quickly, even though it's kind of hard to steer. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like we, the most crazy things we can complain about and hear what the Lord is doing is going this. Everything in your flesh is going, oh, complain. And the Lord's going, I'm giving you an opportunity to be mature. 
So instead of complaining, go, thank you, Lord, for the hard steering wheel. And the next thing that comes in life to point A and B, right? And it's maturing you so that then the next thing that comes in life, when life gets difficult, and it will, what comes out of your mouth, you guys hear what I'm saying? It's a mature, more and more natural. Why? Because the Lord is maturing you. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? It's a maturing process in your hearts. And so you've got a guy like Jeremiah. I'm going to need like uh, five more minutes. Uh, that's usually my cue. Not today. Um, <laughs> Jeremiah. <laughs> Jeremiah. And don't complain about it. <laughs> Jeremiah is a prophet who has to deliver hard messages of the Lord, and he's getting thrown into a well. Do you guys remember his story? He's in a well, and he's like up to mud, up to his neck. And I'm picturing in my mind a guy, if there was ever a time a guy could complain, it would be this guy. And it did. It kind of rolled out of him a little bit. And Jeremiah's probably sitting there going, I deliver messages of the Lord. Look where it put me, right? But he's in there, and eventually he gets lifted out of that, out of that pit, and he gets put back on his way again. Like, there are situations in our life where everything in your life would be like, we could complain. The Lord's going, but what I want is for you to be thankful in every situation. So, those tough times that you're in right now are helping you to be more aware of what God can do in your life, maturing you. Let me, let me tell you real quick six things of why cultivating a heart of gratitude is important. Gratitude glorifies God. That's the most important thing you want to do. Remember Romans 1, they did not glorify God. They gave themselves over to their own natural instincts. They did not glorify. Gratitude glorifies God and helps us see him in every situation. 2 Corinthians 4.15, for it is all for your sake so that as grace extends to you, to, to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. Isn't that interesting? For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving. God's going, as more and more people come to know me, more and more thanksgiving is going to come. And he's going, I've got a bunch of people here that know me. Are we people of thanksgiving? Gratitude gets us in God's will. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, the end part of what we just read. Give thanks in all circumstance, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If you've ever sat around going, oh God, I just wish I knew what your will was. Is your will for me to move here? Is your will for me to do this? Is your will for me to take that job? He tells you what his will is. Whatever it is that you do, give thanks. Whatever it is, give thanks. And also, this is God's will. It's not some like, I really want to know what his will is. He's telling you, whatever you're doing, give thanks to him. Gratitude brings peace. Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer, petition with what? Thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. If you have never tested that before, I'm telling you, be in a situation where you're going, oh, I need peace, and just start rolling with thanksgiving and gratitude towards God, and watch his peace come over your life. Number four, gratitude brings contentment. Godliness, contentment is great gain. First Timothy 6, 6. As the people are coming out of exile, faith and brings us joy. 
as the people are coming out of exile in Psalm 126, the psalmist records in verse one and three, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. The Lord has done great things for us and we can, and we are filled with joy. Gratitude deepens our faith and brings us joy. And then finally, gratitude is our testimony. We are, our, our testimony is a people of thanksgiving. It's not just something we do. We don't say, oh, God saved me, God saved me, and then like through a series of things, now I'm kind of thankful. Gratitude and thanksgiving is our testimony. I am so thankful that God saved me. I am so thankful that God wrecked my heart when I was 21 years old, coming out of college. I'm so glad that he got a hold of me. Gratitude is our testimony. So, let's put it into practice. So I wanna, you guys have these on your chairs? A little thankful card, we're all about cards today. A little thankful card, if you did not get one, they're back there on the table. Here's what I want you to do. I wanna change and, 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 you will change the that you go and I can tell you the way in which we do that is with hearts of thankfulness you will change the atmosphere that you walk into when you carry a heart of thankfulness so here's what I want to do for the next each day I want you to take one thing every day through the month of November I want you to take one each day I want you to take one thing and think about something you're grateful for and I just to remind you these are kind of the weeks and you can write some things down to the side and put it in your Bible so you don't forget but here's what I want you to challenge where every day for the next 30 days you post something that you're thankful for or grateful for today I'm grateful for the sunshine today I'm grateful for whatever that it is you're grateful for or for them I just want to tell you I'm grateful for you man I'm just so thankful for you and they're like why are you calling just tell them, or somebody, this is awkward, right? Just tell them, or send them an email, or if you're really old school, write them a note, right? But tell somebody you're thankful, grateful for them, or put on social media every day. Here's what I'm grateful for. Now you're going, what does that do? It stirs people. See, they read your social media posts, and they're sitting there and complaining about gasping, whatever it is, and they're going, ah. Man, I wish I was more like Ronnie, because Ronnie just told me something they was thankful for, grateful for, and then they're gonna go, you know what, I'm gonna tell somebody what I'm grateful for. And all of a sudden, you begin to see the atmosphere change. Amen, church? Or you call whoever it is that you call or send a letter, they get your card, they're crying because God will use you, and you'll speak life into them, and they'll feel so charged up when they hang up with you, they'll wanna call somebody and tell them that they're grateful and thankful for them. Do you see what God can do with thankfulness, church? All right, let's stand up. Now we're gonna close out. Father, we love you, we praise you, we thank you for who you are, what you're doing. God, I pray that we would be a bunch of thankful, grateful people today, and that Father, as we leave these doors here in just a moment, I pray Jesus, that your hand would be on our hearts, that we would not be a complaining people, but a grateful people, Jesus. Would you take these next 30 days and build a rhythm in our life that won't be for 30 days, but will be for the next 30 years, where Jesus, we will be a people who will declare the wondrous works of your hand, who will declare the joy of knowing you, who will declare the joy of our salvation before we have to declare what we're irritated at. And so God, change our hearts, change our atmosphere, and I pray, Father, that we will change our city 
because we are going to be people that are thankful and grateful. In Jesus' name, we pray these things. And all God's people said, God bless you guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in today. To find out how to get more involved, go to reliancecommunity.org. Have a great week.